0: Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today.
1: Feeling better. Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life, 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 life. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life, life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts.
2: Welcome back to The Life Show, everyone. Byron White here with Lonnie Hall-Albert. Lonnie, welcome.
1: Thank
3: you. It's a pleasure to be with you, Byron.
2: Indeed, yes. Well, you are a magnanimous celebrity, I must tell you. You're you're, you're famous just for walking the earth, and, uh, and we're going to ask you lots of great questions. But tell us about your new book, Emotional Memoirs and Short Stories. Why would you write it, for starters?
3: Well, I've written all my life, and I started writing in short story form in the early 80s, and I really enjoyed it. And I finished stories and just put them in drawers, and that's where they stayed. And uh, a friend of mine got sick uh, a couple of years ago, and I sent her one of the, my stories about me being sick. And um, she was so encouraging and asked for more and more, and I kept going in my drawers and giving them to her. And uh, she was so encouraging that she said, I think you have a book here. And I looked at all the things, all the stories that I had written and uh, started working on uh, a form, and there it was. The
2: focus of the book is 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 women, and their uh, challenges in their journey through life. Can you tell us a little bit about your interest in that space and and why it's so powerful for you to write about it?
3: Well, I mean, just gathering from my own life experience of you know growth and change. Um, and self-exploration, really, uh, that um, I I I had come to, to to points in my life where I felt lost, where I didn't understand why things that I'd always done before weren't working for me anymore, and so um, or, or people that I was with I didn't want to be with anymore, and it, it confused me. And most of these stories are about women who got lost, and they don't understand why. And they have to really delve deep and inside themselves to find the answers.
2: How many women do you think are lost <laughs> in their journey?
3: Give me your uh, I think every I think men are in there too I, mean, yeah. I, don't, think, I don't think it's exclusive here
2: way, but, way um, lost I might add
3: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just think that you know the whole life experience and growth and change, which is constantly coming up behind you and pushing you forward, um, it's challenging and uh, it's more challenging for others and some kind of move through it more easily depending on if you're, how sensitive you are, how intelligent you are, how much you want to know about yourself. There are people that don't want to know about themselves. They, you know, so uh, I don't think that those people are in my book. So, um I think that it 's about women who have gotten off track and need to find the answers to why uh, they 're off track and what they want now.
2: Do you think professional success can derail you in your journey of life and actually be a cause of some of the problems that you might experience?
3: I think anything can. I think you know motherhood can marriage can divorce. Um, any, any challenging time, anything that, that t- shakes you up is, um, is worth really examining. And um, uh, I think that fame and fortune and uh, all the perks that go with it can, can lead you to, you know, staring in, into, in, into space, wondering what happened and why these things, these external things aren't feeding you the way you thought they would.
2: What's your take on the phone and how, and how it's perhaps prying us apart of, our, of the bane of our existence and normal communication with one another? What's your take on well,
3: that? My take on, I, 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 I missed the words that you used. Oh,
2: I was going to say the phone and apps and our dependency upon social media and what's happening out there and, and just oh. our behavior patterns. How's that yeah. affecting our lives
3: well, I mean you know i'm certainly not an expert on that, but i the way I view it is I, I I see it separating us and I see it separating the connection between between people and that they're so um and I understand you know that it's 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 entertaining and uh suddenly you feel like uh you have a new job actually, <laughs> so checking your emails and you know, going on Facebook and Twitter, and, and I just think that, um, I, I think there's going to be a, you know, there's, there's a consequence to all behavior, and I, I think that uh, the consequences are going to start showing soon of what this is really doing to society. I think it's really um, stopping uh, emotional, the emotional connection that we have with with each other.
2: mm mm-hmm. We have to ask you about your professional career as a Grammy Award winner, I mean truly remarkable career. Can you offer any insights into how your career uh, you know, sort of went into the book and, and, uh, and, and how that incredible ride must have been part of your journey as, as creating these memoirs and stories of, about people?
3: Well, my you know, my career um really happened by chance. Um I always sang, I sang in my room. I never sang in front of people. I just would sing in my room with all these wonderful artists and um I learned all these I learned hundreds of songs that way and I learned all kinds of different styles that way. And uh by the time I was discovered by Sergio Mendez when I was 19, um, I had this backlog of uh, experience in my room. And it really helped me um, uh, to understand, you know, what the challenges were that I was going to be facing. And, and it helped me that I knew all, this, all, these, all these songs. And so um, uh, I, I, felt that, uh, I felt that I felt like I was dropped into heaven you know, that's, that's how it felt to me. It uh-huh. felt to me because I, I was with musicians suddenly in my life. And I never really felt connected to um, my environment until I was, I was with musicians. And suddenly uh-huh. I felt very much at home. And uh-huh. I felt like I belonged there. Uh-huh. And so uh, it was a, a, a magical uh, world. For me to be in
2: the music world, and you're of course the the husband of the famous Mm -hmm. Herb Albert, who, by the way, I listened to growing up. um, (laughs) You know, and and I'm in my early fifties, so um, I was blessed with a father that was a professor of philosophy, by the way, and um, his best friend was uh, a wonderful gentleman named Relly Rathman, who is the chairman of the music department at Clark University in Worcester. So. Music was part of our world and existence uh, when I was very, very young. And uh, how you're, lucky for you! I know it it, it 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 is. But what was it like, you know, for you for you both professionally and personally to be married to this legend? And by the way, an incredibly good-looking guy, I might add.
3: <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly is.
2: I just um, asked, my my mother unfortunately passed away, but my mother really had a, a, a furious uh, crush on, on Oh, on yeah. Brother. She would just beg to play her as wonderful, or, you know, the Herb album, the Tijuana Brass. I mean, I, I could just see that mm-hmm. album cover right in front of me and coming out and a big smile on her face. Wonderful. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah. Well his music was just so important. I mean it yep. was kind of like the soundtrack to so many lives. Yes. And you know, he's still playing better than ever and Why? uh he, he's still recording and we've been on the road now for the last 7 years together mm. wow. and and we um we've been touring in the United States. So we've been having a, a really good time just creating uh mm. and being together. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of going on the road alone, you know, with, without each other. And it, it, that would, that just didn't work for us at all. So right. this is really working for us. And um, I, I just, uh, you know, I, 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 it's so wonderful to be married to someone who under, well, I mean, Herb is, so kind as 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 a human being he's so kind and compassionate
4: mm-hmm. so he's
3: a he's a wonderful human being, but also he's a musician and mm-hmm. there you know there we are and I'm a musician, and so we have this common ground that we understand and being a musician you know being a being an artist in general is you know can get very tricky, mm-hmm. and you have to be sensitive to to your partner and you you have to understand what's going on with them, and to and and we know what's going on in each other because we go through it together. Mm-hmm. So, um, it really works for me.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is playing music together almost uh, a language that the two of you have together? Is there some? Is it like a thread that just 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 like the the absolutely the, the thing that keeps you together in some ways? Would you agree with that?
3: Well, I definitely would agree that it is a language. I mean, when we're on stage, I think that all of us, we have a trio behind us, and all of us, the, the five of us, communicate with each other musically, mm-hmm. and we're all listening very intently to each other in order to have that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, 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 it is intense. It's definitely intense. And it's passionate. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to kind of have that kind of intensity and passion to walk into that because it is powerful. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we're uh, blessed
2: actually mm-hmm. Indeed. to be able it's to, like to the... do it. Yes, and, and, and continue to do it for, for the foreseeable future. Yahoo! Let's, <laughs> take a, let's take a station break, everybody, back in just a minute.
1: Life Tips will be right back after this short break.
0: or visit affiliateoffersnetwork.com webmasterradio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial go to shipstation.com slash webmaster radio now shipping nirvana starts here
1: welcome to the hook with katie kempner where katie talks with advertising visionaries top journalists cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. The Hook with Katie Kepner, On demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts.
2: Welcome back to the show, Lonnie. It's just so great to have you on the show today. Thanks much. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. Uh, I wanted to ask you: a song is a bit like a story, right? Mm-hmm. When you yeah. were writing this book, did did it feel that way? Did was it almost as if when you started writing, you were perhaps writing a song or writing a story? And you know, was was this a, were the two intertwined? I guess is my question.
3: Yes, yes, they were. I mean, I. I write um, in a very visual way. And so I kind of watch the keyboard as I'm, I watch the screen as I'm typing and I can see it like I'm watching a movie. I see the scenes and I just write what I see. And when I was writing these stories, I could hear the soundtrack. I could hear the music behind like a film. Mm -hmm. And when I did the, when I just finished the um, audio book, I, I, I placed film music into the stories because that's how I heard them when I originally wrote them. So, um, when you hear these when now when you listen to these these stories, you can almost see them. They come they 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 come to they jump to life when you when this music comes through it. Yeah. And so uh, I'm I'm very happy to be able to um make that a reality. That, that that was the sound in my head, and there it is uh, on the uh, audio book.
2: Before I ask you about your title, Emotional, I wanted to just uh, have, ask you about maybe give us the, the setting and, and the, uh, the, the the brief story of one of the stories in the book. Would you mind doing that?
3: Oh, no, not at all. Um, is there any particular story you, you would... Uh,
2: Well, like to the title, the more emotional, the better. Let's get deep here.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, the last story in the book Hmm. is uh, nonfiction. There's three nonfiction stories in the book, Hmm. and there's a nonfiction narrative that runs through the whole book, which is the memoir. And um, the last story in the book is about me and when I was sick, when I had Epstein-Barr virus and I had uh, I had, had uh, breast implants mm-hmm. and I felt that they were making me sick. Mm-hmm. And I, would go, I was going to doctor after doctor and no one really could tell me what to do because I had this virus and no one could really tell me what to do for it. And so I started asking myself... If if, if no one could give me the answer, maybe I had an answer. And I started asking myself, and I started getting answers. I started getting answers to all the questions that I asked. And it took me a while to ask the question that I was avoiding. Should I take out these implants? Mm -hmm. And when I finally did, I got a resounding, absolutely. And so I did. I went in and I got these implants taken out and I did it without anesthesia because I was terrified the anesthesia would make me sicker than I already was. Uh-huh. And so I did it with a novocaine. Uh-huh. And it was a very grueling experience but I was very happy to get them out of my body. And here's here's a story of here's a book of all these women that are trying to find their voice. And in this story, I find my voice mm-hmm. and and uh, and that's why I put it at the end
2: hmm. Define finding your voice. I find that very interesting is that Is that what's missing in your opinion with a lot of women? they don't they don't they haven't established their voice or they've lost their voice they've lost their ability to navigate define voice
3: well. I I think to define the voice, it isn't external. It isn't coming from other people. It's coming from your truth. So, you know, if I ask ten people what I should do about a certain thing, I'm going to get ten different answers. But if I ask myself and I'm quiet enough to hear an answer coming from my core, that unless it's coming from fear, and you have to be able to distinguish, you know, where, where is this voice coming from, but unless, it, when you feel that, that kind of balance, and that kind of harmony, then that's your truth that's speaking, and it's coming from you, and that's your voice, and that's what I mean by your voice.
2: Mm. Why do you think we choose not to listen to our voice?
3: Well, I can only speak for myself, and, you know, when, when I don't listen to my voice, it's usually because I'm unsure, I'm uncertain, I don't have enough information, I haven't thought about it enough, I haven't thought it through, I, you know, I'm looking at it, it, it too narrowly, maybe I'm caught too much in the detail, and I'm not seeing the bigger picture, for whatever reason. I think that, you know, it's it's part of your growth as a human being, To find out what to find the answers to your questions,
2: I want to just uh, suggest and ask about your next book and more stories. The stories must be brewing inside your head. What's next?
3: Well, right now I'm writing about my father. My father is 98 and a half years old, and he's Fading, I could feel him fading away from me uh-huh. Uh-huh. and i'm i'm uh, I'm writing about that and what uh-huh. that how that affects me and how it uh, and what what it means, and just the different realities we all can live in. You know, his reality is is staring out the window all day, and he's very happy to do it. He tells me what color the sky is and what the leaves are doing, and it's very you know it, he likes it, and it's peaceful for him. And who am I to judge that kind of life? You know, so I um I'm just kind of wandering around in these uh, these insights and and. Uh, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. I, I never know what I'm going to be writing about. I mean, I, <laughs> I never know. I, I, it, they just, it just pops up, and I know that I feel this pressure building up inside of me, and I, need, I either need to sing or I need to write.
2: Hmm.
3: And, uh, <laughs> or <laughs> so both, <that's>, I suppose. <laughs> yeah,
2: or both. How about any, any, any uh, songwriting? Are you, are you enjoying that activity much?
3: Yeah, I just wrote uh, some lyrics. I'm not. I'm not a composer, so I. I, I just wrote some lyrics to um, the album that Herb is doing right now, and uh, I'm. I'm on a few of the songs. I was really in the midst of of the uh audiobook for about a year now and so I, I really i'm not a good multitasker so i either do one thing or the other and i mm-hmm. decided i wanted to do this book and, and the audiobook and mm-hmm. then um and he was doing his album and then i finished the book and i started to help with the album and wrote some lyrics for it.
2: Hmm. Are you planning any book signings that anybody might be able to tap into?
3: No, I'm not doing that. We are, you know, we are going on the road, so we, we, um, we do, uh, do concerts around the country, and uh, I sell the book at the concerts, and it's also available on Amazon.
2: Terrific. Well, I can't tell you what the pleasure has been to chat with you. I really appreciate you being oh, on the show. Thank
3: you. Thank you, Byron. It's, it really was a pleasure to talk to you.
2: We'll look forward to continuing to track along with you. Are you performing in the Boston area anytime soon? Do you know? Boston.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the itinerary is yet. I, I know we're going to be on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. We're, I know we're going to be in Pennsylvania and uh, Connecticut <laughs> and uh, New York, but I don't know about Boston. I'll, well, I'll, I'll find out. Uh, and it'll be on the Herb Alpert Presents website, wh- wh- what the um, itinerary is. So it. you could always check there.
2: Do tell us where we can uh, find you online. Is there anywhere that uh, you'd like to send the listeners in to the show today to access your book?
3: LonnieHall.com. And like I said, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. So uh, those three Places.
2: And that's L A N I H A L L.com, correct? Y- yes. Perfect. Lonnie, thanks so much for being on the show today.
3: Thank you, Byron.
2: Pleasure. Until next week, everyone, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, and faster, and wiser, and ready to go purchase Lonnie's book. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.
1: Life Tips will be right back after this short break.
0: Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for
3: Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs.
0: Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now.
2: As a business owner, you labor for the love of it, and you don't always have time to worry about your website. With GoDaddy Managed WordPress, you don't have to. Simply create your WordPress site or migrate an existing site. GoDaddy will handle the hosting, setup, backups, and security, and keep your site running at blazing speed so you can share your passion with your customers online. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code MANAGED to get managed WordPress for $1 a month, plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details.
0: or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition.
5: To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to That's RADIO
0: two two one six nine one for Moby Mantis. Best Search Strategies where our hosts, Jamie Smith and Brian Lewis, discuss state-of-the-art search strategies and tools to help search marketers increase conversion and lower costs. Best search strategies, on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. And now, back
1: to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts.
5: Welcome back to the LifeDip Show, everyone. Byron White here. I'm here with Ruchit Garg. Welcome, Ruchit. Thank you. So I wanted to invite a fellow entrepreneur onto the show today to talk a little bit about what's happening with the entrepreneurial world out there. It seems to be exploding and expanding. Um, Ruchit tell us a little bit about your background as leading up into the starting of your newest company, which seems to be focused on helping entrepreneurs make their startups better and faster and wiser and in companies for that matter. What? Tell us a little bit about your background.
4: Sure. So I'm a first generation immigrant entrepreneur. Um, I moved to States in 2011 and I used to work for Microsoft back in India in their R&D. Uh, And they figured that I I might be a good guy to join them in the headquarters here in Redmond, their headquarters in Seattle. Uh, So I moved here with them in 2008 and in 2011 I left to start this new company called Nine Slides. Uh, And Nine Slides basically is a training platform for today's mobile workforce. Basically, we make it easy for our audience, uh, for our users to easily... Uh, create rich and engaging content and help them serve onto any mobile device as well as track them whenever the uh, your audience sees the content so that's what we do as, as nine slides
5: so we, we we'll, we'll get to nine slides but tell us a little bit about your uh, departure from Microsoft. I'm fascinated to learn a little bit about that. Microsoft only hires super smart, bright people, especially when they're importing them from India to the United States. You must be a really smart guy. Um, But other than that, tell us a little bit about Microsoft, what it was like to work there and what you learned while working there.
4: I oh, learned a lot. So I was part of the team. I was part of the Xbox, and in Xbox, uh, I was part of the team who designed the backend services like Xbox Live. So that's the service which connected, you know, millions of Xbox users in the cloud, and they were, you know, they could find another opponent to fight against, or they could earn a badge and things like that. So I was part of the team who was responsible for running, developing, running, maintaining that whole. Infrastructure. We saw millions and millions of users every hour, Um, and it was you know quite a quite a learning there. Um, Joining previous to Microsoft, I have had worked in a small and medium uh, businesses, uh, enterprises, uh, but Microsoft was, as you know, it's one of the biggest corporates out there. So it was a different experience environment. was really friendly and uh, i learned a lot about technology and delivering and developing you know highly scalable software product in the cloud and it was a fun team and i learned a lot uh, but you know as uh, with any other thing uh, uh, this was a calling i guess you know that you know i should start my own and around 2011 after we delivered a major project i decided to uh, do something new
5: Good for you. I, I want to go back to this Xbox thing and millions of users using this technology. Tell me a little bit about how you were able to listen to what the wants and needs of those users were to help you with the product design and development and how it unfolded and things like UX and what features and options people have. Can you tell us about that experience? Because that's fascinating to me.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a complex, pro- oh, it's, it's a straightforward but complex when you, you have so many, so much large number of users using your product across the world because uh, uh, what happens is when you have such a high visibility product which touch bases various type of users like you have, you know, uh, teenagers playing the game who have different kind of requirement versus moms watching Netflix on Xbox who have different sort of requirement versus something else. So, it, it gets really, you know, tricky and the way Uh, based on limited experience, uh, there are a lot of things which goes into how we listen to the customer. One uh, is we take active participation in uh, communities. So there are Xbox forums and communities out there which we constantly monitor, engage, to listen to what is working and what is not working. Uh, Number two, we have a lot of uh, support uh, options wherein customers can call in, email us, uh, which also helps us decide, okay, what is not working? Maybe something is breaking. That's why, you know, we have, you know, say, thousand emails today or things like that. Uh, and third uh, important source is, you know, direct interaction. Uh, Microsoft goes to a lot of uh, shows, say, E3 and other places, and you hear directly from the customers. That's third source of, you know, feedback. And fourth is uh, feedback from game developers. So, in Xbox, as it's a gaming console, we run games on it, uh, and game developers are the companies on their own, which de- which have their own mechanism to talk to their customers and get the feedback. So we hear from, uh, we heard from, you know, game publishers and designers as well that, hey, you know, our users want, or our gamers want this kind of features and functionality, can you do that, or... This new thing you guys launched is not taking off. Maybe we should do something else. Things like that.
5: Here's a question for you. Do you think that Microsoft and other large companies are breeding grounds for entrepreneurs and great learning uh, opportunities for people to uh, find new problems they want to solve as, as an entrepreneur?
4: I think so. I mean, I think it's depend, it varies from company to company, like how they want to uh, inspire and attract and um, um, engage these entrepreneurial employees. But yes, a, all uh, it counts to the experience. At the end of the day, an entrepreneur starts a company because they have experienced a problem which has not been solved before or ha- is not getting solved properly, be it a function of, you know, it is very complex today or is it too cheaper today or, you know, nobody is doing it. So there are a couple of things they see, entrepreneur sees, and then they jump off uh, to kind of do that um, e- sometimes outside the the mothership, you know, the company, or sometimes inside the company.
5: Hmm. As you review and have put together lots of uh, information and data about becoming an entrepreneur. What do you feel the greatest uh, challenges are that, that any entrepreneur faces as they're thinking about starting a business?
4: Uh, I think the greatest challenge is I have seen so far here in U.S. that they don't fully they don't give enough time to their ideas. I mean, I've seen you know, People talk about, hey, you know, let's pivot it, let's do this. If it's not working, let's change to something else. But for any idea, and in fact, most of the time, it, this idea needs a baking time. And a uh, certain idea needs you know, less baking time, and certain idea needs a lot of baking time uh, before it can actually show us the color. So a lot of time I've seen that people would you know, leave their job, try it for two months, oh, we couldn't raise the funding in two months, let's go back to the job. I mean, I understand that they might have, you know, financial, you know, issues there to handle, but it's just that uh, many times I've seen that they just felt that it would take two months and then they'll be off the road or six months or one year off the road. I mean, someone who is jumping should think that this would be a 10-year thing. And if things happen, I mean, if you are... WhatsApp of the world, you, you might get $19 billion in like three years. That's a different story. Uh, but that's not how typical you know startups or companies pan out. It takes typically a lot more time than that.
5: What percentage of, of, of companies started do you think end up doing what
4: it, they intended to do from the start? Uh, I think <laughs> maybe 0.15%. I don't know. I'm guessing. Very, very small percent. Uh, because So when you have some experience as an outsider that, okay, there's a problem, and then you take a decision that I need to solve this problem, you start working on it, and then as soon as the rubber hits the ground, you start seeing a lot of feedback, you start seeing, okay, this was a problem, but, you know, uh, people is not willing to pay for this, or people want, this was not obvious, but maybe customer was trying to solve something else. So there's a lot of things changes uh, as uh, you grow. Even, even the big companies, they start this, they have started from doing something else, uh, and they kind of you know changed over the time um, and became something what we know today, them, uh, they do. Uh, but initially on,, you know, they start with their idea and based on the feedback and the market hey. and the customer and the investor, uh, they, they keep evolving all the time.
5: When do you think it's the right time to go all in with an
4: idea that you're thinking about
5: starting? When, 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 when do you feel that confidence?
4: There is no, we can't quantify this. I think this is, if you, a person who, is, who feels that, okay, you know, this is the right time for them to go, they should just go. I've seen people waiting for that right time. And the right time never never comes. Like today is the right time for anyone who is listening to this show will want want uh, want to do you know uh, their own startup have some idea. They should just go jump to right away because once you are in there, you will you will find a way to swim. But unless you know you are, if you are just contemplating that you know I want to learn to swim and you are just standing outside the pool, thinking, okay, I learned, but, you know, uh, you can't learn to swim outside the swimming pool. So you need to jump in, start learning. It will be tough, you know, for some time, but eventually you will figure it out.
5: What percentage of, of the decision do you think is gut instinct versus research versus, I would call it analytics? In making the decision to start a company and or put your passion and energy and time and money behind it to try to take off what what give give us your feel for that
4: uh, the way I see it is I see it is typically we have this gut feeling and then we look for data to support that gut feeling that's how my my understanding is I mean uh, both are good, you need to have numbers, you need to have. Uh, both you know, gut feeling as well, but most of the time I see an entrepreneur runs by the gut and then supports it by the number uh, and make it work. If you have one or the either, it doesn't work out. So, going back to your actual question, what percentage of the companies who might have done research versus gut, I think it's not a versus, you need to have both, and the likely you know 9 even like 95 99% of the time it's combination of both which has worked out in fact many companies worked out because they have had a stronger gut than the entrepreneurs have and there were numbers but it's just that they didn't research those numbers they just did this to solve their or you know each their own you know pain
5: terrific Well, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thanks very much.
4: Thank you very much for inviting.
5: Terrific. Until next week, everybody, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser and more in tune with training technologies and entrepreneurial life. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.